Hey guys, how's it going? Matt from Foulball Productions here. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope, I truly hope, that you're doing well because I am doing phenomenally. Thank you so very much. This is the MF for Podcast episode, what are we on, nine? Nine episodes of this show? That's crazy. Nine Wild episodes of the MF for Podcast, me and Luke from my house, bringing you hours and hours of entertainment. Now nine, roughly nine hours of broadcast excellence. Uh, that might be overstating it a tad, just a little bit. How are you? I, I hope you're well. I am beat. I am so exhausted. I think it's just so many days in a row of not sleeping well. You know, it always starts with that damn cocktail lounge, I swear to God. Because I have a few days off before that, right? And I, I tend to get up early on those days off. I exercise more. But, uh, man, that cocktail lounge didn't really, you know, I don't really sleep much after it. Because it's like, you, you go late. And then I'm, I'm drunk. And I, I get up in the morning for work. And it's, uh, and then it just starts this habit. And then, like, every day of my work week is kind of like that. And uh, the other night, I put out a video on um, Simon Pegg being an absolute tool to the fans. Uh, if you haven't seen it, go check out that video. Uh, you know, he was basically saying Star Wars fans are, they, they, they're upset with Star Wars because uh, it's diverse. Yeah, that's why they said that. Uh, that's why they don't like it. It's just the most ridiculous. Tone deaf idiotic thing to say anyway i was up super late making that video uh and i think I, I think i went to sleep like an hour before it released at eight in the morning so yeah i haven't been sleeping much is the whole point of that little aside and i am beat i am cooked cooked but i am here and i'm ready to entertain as best as i absolutely can luke's doing well i know everybody likes luke updates he's doing well He's healthier. The fleas have not returned, at least if they have. I haven't seen them, which is good. Uh, he's put weight back on, which I think means he may have had a tapeworm, but we got it. So he's doing good. He's a healthy, fuzzy boy, and I love him. I love him very much. Sometimes, I swear to God, having a pet is great. I don't know how I would be if I didn't have a pet. You know, I think there's a lot of people that say having a pet is a kind of an unhealthy substitute for a family because it sort of uh, gives you like just enough, you know, to be satisfied, but it's uh, sacrificing your, you know, deeper need to have a loved, loved one, a mate, and uh, kids and all that stuff that's supposed to be really good for you, allegedly. I don't know. I've never had any of those things. No one loves me. Um, but on those shitty days, man, having this guy around, this little fluff ball, fluff ball, Fluffer Puffer Muffkin, it's great. It's good to just have a buddy. Have a buddy who's been around. I was looking at pictures of him when he was just a wee little kitten. So I was going back through all my old photos. I have a lot of memes on my phone. Many, many memes. Um, I have 2,688 recent photos. I would venture to guess that at least half. And probably more than half of those are memes. So I have to clear up space on my phone, but I don't want to just like delete all those photos. 
So I had to kind of go through them. And it was kind of fun. I found some interesting stuff. I found video of when I went and visited these new Vegas locations, which was super cool. Uh, I'm going to send that over to Wake Down when I um, uh, when I have some time so that he can make a video about it, which I was like, oh, this is cool. Like, I was, like, really happy with that. I was like, that is fun because there's, like, a genuine excitement to me, like, checking out those locations as a real Fallout New Vegas location. So I like, yeah, I think that's going to be a really fun video. Uh, so i have Wake Down slap that together because he's a good – a good video editor. Um, yeah, but um, but yeah, you know, having a pet is a good thing. I like Luke. He's fuzzy. He's wonderful. And he's a good pal. A good pally wally. Oh, so what's going on in the world? I got a few things. One little fun little thing. This is not a big deal. Uh, but I just thought it was a fun little aside that I would like to share with you. Because a lot of you as I know, are fans of The Expanse. Terrific television show. Uh, well, mostly. Um, and I still follow some of the folk on Twitter. And I, and I know that y'all, some of y'all, uh, found me through uh, The Expanse streams, my Expanse reviews, and all that good, good, happy horse shit. Um, but uh, I saw this on Twitter just earlier, and I was like, that's really great. So I guess there was a Expanse question on, uh, on Jeopardy. I was like, oh, that's really dope. Uh, this is Belt Delota. Keon Alexander showed wide range as Marco Anoris, leader of this of the Free Navy on this Amazon's, Amazon sci-fi show. What is the expanse? That would be correct. How much did you wager? Um, I thought that was pretty cool. Not really much to that. Just I like that. I like that kind of pop culture reference. Because it's like obscure enough to be a difficult question. Um, but it's such a... Like, I don't know. It's like it's still such a good show that it seems significant that it could be on Jeopardy like that. So I thought that was neat. I thought that was neat. And that guy who played Marco, Keon Alexander, he tweeted that out or like retweeted somebody or whatever. But I thought that was pretty cool. Pretty sick. Pretty sick. So it expands on Jeopardy. And that's that's kind of it. That's the whole. That's all I got. Just thought that was nifty. Um, yeah, maybe I should have just tweeted that instead of saved it for the podcast. But more people watch this and look at my damn tweets. What a dead platform, dude. What an absolutely dead platform for me. I don't know. For other people, you know, they get tracked. I, I, I mean, I get, I, I do not move the needle on Twitter at all. I had this, the, the Simon Pegg video got some attention. Data Racer liked it and gave me a compliment. I was like, big, that was cool. Data Racer's cool. Uh, and, uh, and, and then I, I found a picture of Gary from Nerd Rotic. I was reading The Boys, uh, which is a great book. I recommend you reading the comic book, The Boys, if you have the opportunity, if you have, uh, you know, if you can buy it, which anyone can, I suppose. Um, but it's, it's really good. But I was, I was uh, swiping through it, and I found, because Gary has always said that he was in that comic book, and I found it. But I was like, holy shit, it's Gary. So I took a picture of it and put it on Twitter, and that got that did some that did some numbers, some numbers on the Twitter there. It was actually pretty cool because like they got a picture. He's there as like a warehouse worker, and he has a few frames. Um, but it's like his name tag, his warehouse name tag says Beak. I was like, oh, that's cool. I appreciated that. I was like, it's Gary. I kind of know that guy. Something is going on with my eye, with this eye right here i don't know like in the corner of my eye it feels like there's like an eyelash or something in my eye and every time i go to check i, I get nothing it's been like this for like four, four or five days it's driving me crazy 
I'm going to attribute it to the lack of sleep. I don't know, but I feel like there's something like a grain of sand or something like right in the side of my eye. It's so annoying. It doesn't hurt. It's just like an irritation, but it's really a pain in the ass. I've been putting eye drops in like every day just to like kind of get through work. Oh, what a pain. What an absolute pain. I really want this to just go away. But I might have to go to like an optometrist or something just because like, I don't know. Can you look at my eye and see if there's something wrong? Is it a cyst? It's like, I mean, I feel like you'd see a cyst on your eye, but I like even it just feels like there's like, it just feels like there's an eyelash on my eye, but it, it, it won't get out. It sucks. I don't know if this is entertaining, but it's true and it's happening to me and I don't like it. I don't like it at all. I don't want it to happen anymore. I want this thing out of my eye. It's so annoying. Oh, my God. I'll detail you. I'll let you know next week to see oh, if the eyeball saga has resolved. All right. We got a few news stories. What do we got? Oh, okay. So this is an interesting one because I don't know. I'm not sure how to feel about this one, to be completely honest, uh, because this is a... It has to do with the Snyder Cut, but it's coming out of Rolling Stone. I don't know about the whole... I don't know Rolling Stone as far as a uh, news source or media outlet. I feel like... I don't know. I mean, I guess like any mainstream media for the most part is going to be pretty... It's going to be pretty woke. Jim Norton's right. The term woke is really getting overused. It's still relevant, but I just... I, I don't like saying it anymore. I don't like hearing it anymore. It's just kind of like... It's just so saturated, just woke, woke. I don't, I don't like it. When it's like in the Daily Mail, uh, you know, headlines, and they describe things as woke, I'm like, all right, this has probably run its course. I mean, it's appropriate because, right, because people started off saying that. Like, that was their thing. It's just the way SJW and Triggered became kind of insults because they say them earnestly, and then everyone's like, that's ridiculous, and we'll just sum you all up with that bullshit. And Woke was one of those. Now, I've heard people say that it came out of the black community first, but I've also heard people say that about the meme Karen, and that's not true. The meme Karen existed well before any of these, uh, you know, like viral videos of white women doing things to black people. Um, it was, and then it just kind of became that, and it became about the racial thing. It's like, well, it wasn't always about that. So actually, in that instance, it was culturally appropriated by the black community. It all comes around, folks. It's all a big circle, the whole world, you know? Circle of life. Simba was right. So this article about the Snyder Cut of all subjects coming from Rolling Stone I guess the headline is, fake accounts fueled the Snyder Cut online army. So, bots. Now, whatever. I don't really care all that much whether it was or it wasn't. But as I was skimming the article, there were some things that was kind of suggesting that Zack Snyder was pulling the strings behind the screen, behind the scenes, more than you would expect or more than was uh, we were led to believe, uh, which I think is an interesting thing because the whole Snyder Cut thing kind of, came across like Snyder was like, oh, gee whiz, I, well, that would be really rad, guys, if, you know, oh, well, I, I sure hope something comes of it. But if he was actually kind of orchestrating it behind the scenes, I think that really changes the whole story. Uh, and so if people were kind of used as pawns uh, in this whole Snyder cut release thing, uh, I think that's unfortunate. But people were really kind of stanny for it, and it was just kind of like, I mean, Zack Snyder's, like, not that good of a filmmaker for you guys to be this obsessed with him. I mean, most of his movies are 
usually below average. Like, I don't even think his best movies are all that good. Uh, and the Justice League was fine. It was watchable. I don't. I can't imagine ever watching it again. And not just because of the whole thing with geeks and gamers. I mean, genuinely, I just don't think I would watch it. Like, I don't. It doesn't hold any interest to me. It's not like this masterpiece of the superhero content. It's like it's fine, I guess. And then Mahler ripped it to shreds, and I was like, that was great. That was absolutely hilarious. Um, so this is a, so this is a point of interest for me. So check out this article. A Warner Media report reveals that bots and other inauthentic users bolstered the fan-led campaign for director Zack Snyder's Justice League do-over. Zack Snyder was becoming increasingly agitated. Over the course of several weeks in the spring of 2020, the director repeatedly demanded that the names of two producers, Jeff Johns and John Berg, be removed from his upcoming recut of Justice League, the DC superhero movie that had tanked back in 2017. His high-powered CAA agent began calling Warner Brothers daily to check why the pair had not been excised from the list of credits. Why is that something that you would spend that much energy on? I mean, I don't know. I don't really care. I mean, unless, like, maybe the behind the scenes, they were just really shitty and helping destroy his thing. I don't know. But, like, honestly, like, you're going to – every day? Hmm. Uh, simultaneously, Snyder's wife, Deborah, another producer of the film, started pressing an executive in the studio's story department with the same directive. Snyder admits the couple asked the studio to intervene after a personal plea to Johns and Berg was ignored. On June 26, 2020, Snyder had had enough. According to, the mul according to multiple sources familiar with the matter, Snyder confronted an executive in his studio's post-production department and issued a threat. Jeff and John are dragging their feet on taking their names off my cut. I will now destroy them on social media. Chilling stuff, guys. Ooh, I will destroy them on social media. A toxic social media movement. Oh, they've got an opinion. A toxic social media. Well, all right, let's hear. Maybe it is. I don't. Uh, had already been building around the director since at least 2018, spiking with online cries for Warner Brothers to hashtag release the Snyder Cut of Justice League two years later. Why is that toxic? They just say that like it's indisputable. That's like clearly the opinion of this writer, but they don't frame it like it's their opinion they just call it toxic so you're you just have to believe and if you don't know anything about this or you have no opinion why would you even question it i didn't follow it but i don't think fans wanting the justice league to not suck is toxic but that's the thing any fans now complaining about the thing it's automatically labeled toxic it's like we'd be less toxic if you made good content if you stopped with the politics you stop with the bullshit you know why you know why. That's why you're here. That's why you're here. As Snyder demands escalated behind the scenes, including for more money to finish his four-hour director's cut of the film for HBO Max and access to intellectual property, so did a flood of attacks aimed at Warner Brothers, calls for boycotts, demands for, for some executives to be fired, even death threats. I mean, I feel like an executive probably gets a death threat like every single day. I don't know why that needs to be mentioned. I mean, it's also, it's the internet, like, Whatever. Um, fans went after anyone or anything deemed a danger to the so-called Snyderverse, including a directors like Adam Wingard, uh, whose Godzilla vs. Kong launched HBO days after the Snyder Cut and stole some of its thunder. 
and movies like Wonder Woman 1984, on which John was a writer. The onslaught included cyber harassment so severe, Warner Brothers Security Division got involved. A Warner Brothers Discovery spokesman declined to comment, as this matter predates the current leadership and new company. Now, I actually do kind of vaguely recollect Snyder fans being a little fucking nuts. Maybe maybe calling it toxic isn't that much of a stretch. Um, it was, I remember it was just kind of obsessive. And it was weird. It was, it was a little obsessive in a way that was like, okay, man, what's the, what, Jesus, like, fucking calm down. What's the big deal with this? There was like, a, I think there were like a few fans in like Gary's chat and like, Mauler and Rags may have got into one of into it with one of them who's just like I don't know just kind of like there really did seem to be an unhealthy like compulsion for this thing like it was going to cure cancer I mean you know we saw it it was fine I just don't know what the big I just you know nah, people get obsessive and as the mayhem built many insiders many so many questioned how organic the Snyderverse Legion really was According to two reports commissioned by Warner Brother and recently obtained by Rolling Stone, at least 13% of the accounts that took part in the conversation about the Snyder Cut were deemed fake. 13%? That means 87% were authentic. Is this really a story? <laughs> well above the 3 to 5% that cyber experts say typically see on any trending topic. In public filings, Twitter had estimated that the daily percentage of active accounts on this platform that are false or spam is less than 5%. Yes, we know that because of the Elon Musk story uh, where he disputes it to be more like 20. Um, so while Snyder has scores of authentic flesh and blood fans, those real stands were amplified by a disproportionate number of bogus accounts. This kind of sounds like this author's got like an extra grind with either Zack Snyder or Snyder fans. And he's like, see, it wasn't even real. It was actually bots. You guys have been talking about this. Joe Sweet's a good director, okay? You guys should leave him alone. He did his best. Snyder sucks, and so do you. I'm writing an article about this. <laughs> see, there were bots. <laughs> there were bots. Alright, is this is it really do you really need to, an article in Rolling Stone to mention that there was 13%? Okay, it's still 87%. That's well the majority. So who cares? Why is this worth mentioning? The only reason I'm still reading this article is because I just want to see how involved Zack Snyder was. I don't really care about the bots. Two firms contacted by Rolling Stone that track the authenticity of social media campaigns, Q5ID and Graphica, also spotted in inauthentic activity coming from the Snyderverse community. And yet another firm. Can you believe it? The plot thickens. Alethia Group found that the forsnydercut.com domain, which claims to have been made the ha which claims to have made the hashtag release of Snyder Cut hashtag go viral in May of 2018 and became the landing hub for efforts to bring Snyder back to the helm of the DC universe, was at least at one point, at least at one point, registered to a person who also ran a now defunct ad agency which promoted its ability to bring quote cheap instant avatar traffic to your website smoking gun i mean dead to rights uh, just arrest Zack snyder already one of his fans may have had a domain that was registered to an advertising company that at one point held you, we could help your social media grow. Well, I mean, excellent journalism. A, a 
brilliant use of your talents, your time, my time, the audience's time. This is really worth it. It's nice to see that this is a trending topic on Twitter because we're really getting a lot done here. This is very, very valid. I wouldn't at all say that this is essentially a bot article because it's empty and meaningless, much like a bot. Oh, my God. Just get to the Zack Snyder part. I'm losing patience. Rolling Stone spoke with more than 20 people involved with both the original Justice League and Snyder's Cut, most of whom believe that the director was working to manipulate the ongoing campaign. So a rumor with more than 20 people involved. I mean, some people are like, yeah, I bet Snyder was on Twitter. Wow. Snyder claims that if, quote, if anyone was pulling the strings on social media forever, it was Warner Brothers trying to leverage my fan base to bolster subscribers to their new streaming service. That sounds actually more accurate. I would believe that. We'd be like, yeah, I mean, they just kind of wanted everyone to come to it. And it was. It was a big deal when that came out. I remember everybody was, everyone in my little nerd community was checking it out. It was a big deal. Uh, but one source maintained Zach was like a Lex Luthor wreaking havoc. Oh, my God. This story is so boring. For a time, rival studios and digital marketing exec. You know what? I'm just going to read the rest of it to myself, and I will leave you out of this part of the process because it's boring. Okay? Here's something. It says that means this is after they, you know, detail essentially lots of conjecture and speculation. That means a fandom amplified by fake accounts helped shake down a major studio at an ultimate cost to Warner Brothers of more than $100 million to re-release a movie that had already bombed years earlier. But this one didn't bomb. This was a huge success. It launched that platform, and, like, everyone was talking about it. It was one of the biggest movies. Even people I know that, you know, are kind of media normies were like, oh, dude, I got to see it. Like, people, it didn't bomb. It was a huge success. So whether or not they risked, they didn't. You know, it's a risk that they put $100 million. They risked it hoping to make more on it. Uh, and, they re- and it worked. So what's your point, man? This whole article is like, can you believe it? There were people involved. And also, there were fake accounts. And they influenced Warner Brothers. Like, uh-huh. This is This is news? This is a trending topic on Twitter. This is an article that... I mean, what a non-story. I mean, seriously, there's really nothing in here other than just, yeah, we did some data. There were some fake accounts. They influenced people. Warner Brothers didn't have to bend to it. It's not like they had a gun to their head. They could have just been like, yeah, we're not doing it. We don't want to, we're not spending the money. No. They, and they win in the end. What's your, what is the point of all of this? This is so stupid. Just because like something's trending on social media doesn't mean you have to be like, oh, well, we have our hands are tied. It's it's a trending topic on Twitter. What could we possibly do? Lit- There's literally no other option, despite that we all we're a free company and we can do whatever the fuck we want. I, I, I don't I don't understand. I mean, I really can't wrap my head around like where this is coming from. It's probably. At its base is probably something like don't listen to fan movements because they might you know they might make content good again and we just can't have that because they haven't taken their medicine enough. They don't all have their pronouns in their bio. They don't they don't no more Ukraine flags. We we need another spike of COVID to get these people in line because my God, this isn't working. I don't know. I really don't think there's anything here. What a terrible article. And it's long. I'm not even going to read the rest of this. 
I honestly, I can't believe how much time they put into this. Oh my god. Yeah, I, I'm done. Okay. Okay, there you go, guys. Busted. Busted. There were some bots involved. And some people were not very nice during the Snyder Cut Wars, of which many of us were witness. They were bloody and horrific. Oh, my God. Oh, my heavens! Uh, da, 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 da. Is there anything else in uh, me? No, I, all the other stories I have are not pop culture or media. They're news. Good old news. Let's do a little palate cleanser because the la next three are pretty, if I, can, if I have enough time to get to all of them. The next three are uh, a little, you know, they're, they're, they're weighted. This is not. This is just an interesting bit of science trivia fact developing story. I think it's pretty darn cool. Uh, and this is coming to us from the Boston Globe. The Boston Globe, everybody. It says, a mysterious radio signal has been detected from a distant galaxy, MIT says. That's kind of cool. That's sort of interesting because that's one of those things that apparently we look for uh, when it comes to uh, uh, extraterrestrial life or existence of other advanced species. Because as I understand it, every single radio broadcast we've ever done, ever, is traveling the cosmos. Is can be picked up with anyone with a two with a you know little antenna that picks up an FM signal, can get it, I, as I understand it. However, it hasn't really gone all that far because while the speed of light is fast, it's not very fast in the context of the universe. So I don't even think it's reached like well, yeah, it's probably reached Proxima Centauri. Yeah, I guess it had to have a few years. Yeah, of course. So I don't know. It's not that far in the terms of the cosmos. Anyway. Obviously, I'm not all that educated on this. Back to the story. Astronomers have detected an unusual radio signal from a far-off galaxy, according to MIT officials. The signal is a fast radio burst, an intensely strong burst of radio waves. Dude, that's kind of wild, eh? Uh, the Massachusetts Institute of Technology said in a statement, usually the mysterious signals last for a few milliseconds at most, but this one lasts up to three seconds. That's a significant, if it's just a few milliseconds, and now this is three full seconds, and included bursts of radio waves every 0.2 seconds in a clear periodic pattern. A pattern! Ooh, that's interesting. That is interesting. The discovery was reported last week in the journal Nature, the journal Nature, by members of CHIME FRB Collaboration, the Canadian Hydrogen Industry Intensity Mapping Experiment, or CHIME, uh, is a radio telescope in British Columbia, Canada. Oh, Canada's involved? Boo! Boo, Canada. I was at work today, and this girl, it's really funny, she was, like, grilling my lack of knowledge of, geog of geography. And it, I, I was a bit defensive, but it turns out she was right. I really didn't know many capitals, especially of other nations. Like, I forgot that the capital of Canada was Ottawa. Totally forgot! But then I was like, who cares? It's Canada. It barely matters. Right? Canadians. Come on. Barely people. Chime is designed to pick up radio waves emitted by hydrogen in the earliest stages of the universe. It can also detect fast radio bursts, or FRBs. And it has found hundreds of them, MIT says. Co-authors of the paper include Calvin... Okay, these people. Uh, Chime picked up a signal of a potential FRB in 29. Okay, it was unusual. Wait, I want to talk about this one. 
this what is what do we think it is what could it be while the origin of FRBs is uncertain, astronomers suspect the signal we could come from either a radio pulsar or a magnetar, two types of neutron stars, which, oh, you son of a gun. The source is located in another galaxy several billion light years from Earth. How the hell? That is crazy, dude. Several billion light years. That's far. That's really, really far. So it took seven, several billion years to reach Earth, and we just picked it up. That's nuts, dude. That's so wild. There are not many things in the universe that emit strictly periodic signals. Ex examples that we know of in our own galaxy are radio pulsars and magnetars, which rotate and produce a beamed emission similar to a lighthouse. And we think this new signal could be from a, ma a magnetar or a pulsar on steroids. Oh, you misleading sons of guns. That is clickbait while it is interesting they're like yeah it's probably just a collapsed star but it's pretty cool right you're like yeah not as cool as what i inferred it to be and what this article infers it to be a mysterious radio signal it makes it sound like it was an alien broadcast do you think there's an alien version of the culture crime fighter somewhere out there where two guys are bitching about <laughs> earth wars <laughs> uh, you know talking about that getting all pissed off about their local celebrities and how much they've let them down and their shattered dreams and bitterness or they just come together. Who knows? I would like to believe that there is an alien version of the culture crime fighters out there. I mean, the universe is literally infinite, right? Well, is it literally? Oh, it's literally infinite. It's essentially infinite. So that means there's got to be other life forms, most likely, right? Probably some form of alien YouTube exists and there's probably like a beep bop it's like Claborg and Garnaf, and they have their culture crime fighters. <laughs> I would like to believe that that is a thing. <laughs> That'd be a funny clip if me, like a funny little sketch if me and Fidge did that. Just came in as the alien culture crime fighters, put like alien symbols. Glarp narp, nip nip, scarpet narpet. Ah ah, Free Larson has bad feet. Oh, gee whiz. Well, that was a bit of a letdown, huh? I thought there was more to that. A mysterious radio signal. I was like, oh, what could that be? They're like, I mean, it's just a cosmic phenomenon. Like, uh, could you have, like, been a little more vague or, like, open-ended, you know? I mean, it's like, is there anything on Earth that we see that does a pattern like this? Like, I don't know, something that would be alien life forms. Come on, give us something juicy. It's like, oh, well, we think it's great. I know you do, you nerds. I wanted some aliens. <sighs> well, nothing fun. AOC is being an idiot. AOC is being stupid. I know. What else is new? But I did want to see this phony, spicy, big booty Latina. Speaking of big booty Latina, there's, there's one in this picture right here. You can see a little TikTok did get me clicking. Those New York Post hot girl clickbait things, they work. Damn, they work. I clicked on it. And she's like, I'm a nurse. And like, people are saying my scrubs are inappropriate. It's like, I mean, you'd have to know that they're, they, they certainly don't hide your chest. It's like, it's just my body. It's like, yeah, I know, I get that. But that you could wear looser scrubs, they make bigger sizes. Like, you don't have to have them accentuate your tits and ass. 
I, I, nothing I can do. I mean, there's totally something you can do. You just don't want to because you get attention from it, which is fine. But that's that old thing where it's like, you know, women will, will take the attention but act like they don't want it, but they'll take all the benefits from it. It's like, all right, never mind. Uh, so AOC is being a fool. AOC <laughs> fakes being handcuffed after arrest at abortions right now. She really is just kind of a, a wellspring of fun things to make fun of her for. She's just so annoying. Hotter than I thought. I guess she's pregnant. It works for her, man. She looks good. She's thick. I didn't know she was, like, thick. Not, like, you know, real world hot, but, like, politician hot. I never thought she was. And I was like, oh, maybe. But she's just so annoying. Imagine how opinionated she is, like, in her personal life. Could you imagine? You know what I mean? Just trying to have, like... Just, just a, a disagreement, a discussion about something, how impossible that would be. You'd basically just have to let her be right about absolutely everything because it'd be like, there, there, I don't think there's any value in it. So far left, and that is accurate, not an opinion. She wants like a 99% tax or some crazy shit. Republican, uh, representative, sorry, far left representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez was roundly mocked on social media Tuesday after she put her arms in her back to imitate being handcuffed following her arrest at a pro-abortion demonstration. Oh, so she did get arrested. Oh, okay, they just didn't cuff her. But she just wanted to make it look worse. Just like when she went down to the border wall and cried so everyone could see how much she cared. What an absolute phony. The Bronx and Queen Democratic Law, Queens, Democratic, I just Queen, little uh, Freudian slip there. You can see how I really, my true feelings of AOC is. She's a queen, yas. Yas, queen! Uh, the Bronx and Queens Democratic lawmaker was gently, <laughs> I like how they just like, yeah, there was really, she was not, in any kind of danger. Gently escorted away by a Capitol Police officer along with fellow city rep Carolyn Maloney after blocking traffic outside the court building. AOC kept up the charade of being restrained for a few steps before raising her fist to supporters watching her from the sidewalk. She then crossed her wrist behind her back again. What a phony in the faux handcuff position. That's pretty funny, dude. Look, she just kind of wants the picture to look more like, yeah, see, I'm out here in these streets fighting for our rights, fighting for your rights, America, and look what it's cost me. A mild inconvenience. The clip spread like wildfire, and conservative commentators were quick to chime in. AOC pretended to be in handcuffs when she was scored. Well, I mean, I don't really know if we have to, like, okay. All right. I mean, someone's tweets that aren't funny, really not. Really not uh, all that interesting, um, but it, yeah, it is. It is so hilarious. She's like pretend, like she's like cosplaying. She's like cosplaying a protester. Like what a dork! What a dork! Like I think you'd have to really be, like delusional, right? Or you'd have to be. So, there has to be something wrong if this can happen to you, you can get called out on it and you're not like immediately mortified. Like, you know, people are going to know that you're faking this, right? Like, wouldn't you be devastated if you were so phony and then got busted being so phony? Wouldn't that be humiliating? But like, it's not, it's humiliating to normal people, but to someone who's like just a delusional, probably narcissist, it's not because it doesn't, they don't even see it like that. They don't understand that. We see through you. She's like, oh, what, what does that even mean? I'm out here fighting for your raids. The Capitol Police, okay. Invisibly, just more tweets, more people. Rep Representative Rashida Tlaib points upward while being arrested 
I guess, no, did he fake it too? It looks like he's faking it as well, because in this picture, he's not, I don't know who this guy is, but he's not, uh, he's not being arrested, or he's not being cuffed. They're escorting him, and then he's got his hands free, so he pulled it off too. They all pulled it off. Andy Levin or Levine, yeah, he's, yeah, brother, kill those babies, murder them, kill the babies. Note the handcuff pose, yeah, yeah. The handcuff post. Oh, my God. AOC's office did not immediately respond. The post request for comment. However, she later addressed a fake handcuff accusation during an informal Q&A in her Instagram. Okay, how is she going to spin it? Before we go any further, don't don't read along. Don't read along. I'll cover it up. I can't cover it up on my side. But don't read along. Go read ahead. Does she say, um, I didn't do that. I was just resting my arms. Uh, B, the police told me to do it. Uh, C, um, you're all stupid, go away, dirty Republicans. Or D, that's just where my hands are most comfortable. I don't know. Those are the things I think AOC might say. Uh, However, okay, she later addressed it. Republicans' favorite hobby is to make conspiracy theories out of everything. I guess it was the dirty Republicans one. Huh, that was just a joke. Uh, to distract you and keep you from talking about what's actually important. I mean, no, this is obviously a story, stupid. Like, you you were faking being handcuffed. It's, like, funny. We have to point it out. You're like, they're, making, they're just distracting you. It's like, I mean, no, not really. I mean, I guess you could argue that, but it is funny whether they're distracting you or not. So that's not really a fair, fair response. Um, which is the fact they are trying to take away your right to bodily autonomy. If I was faking that, why would I intentionally fist pump somebody? It's so silly. I don't think it's silly, AOC. You're clearly faking being arrested. You don't have to be doing this. Why would you do that? Why would you... You want it to look like you were being cuffed. You wanted to add to the drama. You were faking it, you idiot. You knew the photographs would come out and look like you were being arrested. And And she didn't actually come up with an answer she didn't even address it she doesn't even mention it it's like oh i wasn't i wasn't even faking it you dirty republicans i was right dirty republicans if you got a b or c whichever one i said that was you were correct ding 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 way to go uh they lots of lawmakers got arrested why are they arresting these people i mean do they not have the right the right to protest anymore or was it just that i mean they're loving look how thrilled she is to get arrested she is oh the best thing that could happen to her is she got arrested. If she got hit by a cop, oh, my God, she would have an orgasm right there. She would just come. She would just come because she would get to use that for the rest of her career. Yeah, no, this arrest is great for her. She loves it. She's thrilled. She's thrilled. Grainy video of Omar also showed the squad member walking away several steps with her hands behind her back as if handcuffed. However, she too raised her right arm in a clenched fist. Yeah, so she looked. They, they lo- they're pretending. So phony. Why wouldn't they say, like, oh, they told me to put my arms behind my back or something? Wow. Really, really bad. Following their arrest, the lawmakers were taken to a grassy area between the Supreme Court and the Capitol building. Once there, the police asked the representatives to pose with their congressional ideas in lieu of a mugshot. I mean, these are all going to get thrown out. Several lawmakers okay, uh, took the opportunity to give interviews. The initial group of lawmakers, activists, released from custody the same day. They were charged with crowding, obstructing, or accommodating and need to pay a $50 fine. I mean, they're going to milk it for all it's worth. 
You're going to probably you know, take pictures of the check, of them sending it out. Oh, my God. Just so phony. It's just so annoying. You're just like, oh, my God. You are just so lame. And like I said, like, I would be mortified. Like, if, if you guys saw me doing something, you know, I got busted being super fake, super phony. I would be mortified, humiliated if you discovered it. That would be, oh, God, so devastating. And she's just like, they're always trying to distract you. Why would I even do that? It's like you clearly did it. You're so you're so nuts. You're just like, I didn't even do that. Like, wow. You totally did, though. That's like getting caught cheating and be like, babe, I am not cheating. This isn't even happening. I don't don't know what you're talking about. I'm not fucking her. It's like, you're clearly right. I can see you. Your dick is inside her. I'm not. I'm just not, though. Wow, man. Wild AOC. What a victory. You're so great. Um, There's a victory, though. And it's also in New York City, which I thought was pretty dope. Remember that bodega worker guy who uh, was clearly defending himself from two animals who uh, were attacking him because they didn't want to pay the full price? Uh, you know, and then, like, the guy stabs the other dude in the neck and he, like, bleeds out and dies really fast. It was pretty graphic, pretty violent video. But it was so clearly self-defense. I mean, the guy was absolutely harassing him. That guy got charged with, I think, second-degree murder. It's just like, murder? Not even manslaughter? He that, like, that sounds like he, he wanted to kill him. He just wanted to get the guy away. He just wanted to defend himself. Well, he got uh, the charges dropped, which I thought was fucking great. Uh, NYC bodega worker poses for celebrity pics at home and says justice was served after woke. See what I mean? Uh, woke guy. Woke DA Alvin Bragg finally dropped the murder charges. That guy does sound woke as fuck, though. He sounds awful. Holy hell, man. That guy's just like he's so he's like he's like importing more criminals into New York City. He's like, come on, we need more of you. The crime rates gotta go up. Let's go. Get out there. Get busy. Oh, you get released the same day. Right back out on the street. Go go go. He fatally stabbed gangster in self-defense during dispute over a bag of chips, dude. A bag of chips. You're dead over that. Was that really worth it? And that woman, you know, her boyfriend or whatever, he's dead. This guy had to go to jail. He had to, you know, he had to kill someone. Even though, you know, it's self-defense, it's still not something you want to have to do. All over a bag of chips. What's that? That's crazy. Like, why would you not just pay? How much could chips be? What are you doing? What are you doing? You're fighting over a bag of chips. Now you're dead. Idiot. I didn't know it was that petty. I knew it was petty, but that's really petty. Jose Alba is feeling so-so after the DA dropped the murder charges against him. He was spotted taking a celebratory selfie on Tuesday after the ruling. Alba, 61, Told reporters he believes justice was served and he is healing. He had been charged with murder on, in a July 1st workplace confrontation. He fatally stabbed a customer. I think he was at Rikers for the duration of his like time in jail, too. That's not a great place to be, man. He fatally stabbed a customer who physically attacked him behind the counter. Kill was Austin Simone, 37, my age. 37 years old. Now he's dead. Over a bag of chips. That's crazy, man. That is crazy. Who was on parole for assaulting a police officer. 
He sounds like a lovely, lovely person, and he will certainly be missed. Alba Sands says he plans to speak out about the incident soon. Well, stay tuned, folks. Alba's going to talk. A New York City bodega worker? Okay. Uh, pictures stabbed. Uh, okay, he says uh, Alba faced intense backlash, including criticism from city's mayor for charging the elderly wor worker to begin with. Oh, the mayor said that too? Oh, that's dope. Because that guy kind of seems like an idiot, even though, like, I thought, like, an ex-cop would be tough on crime. Doesn't seem like it. But uh, that's interesting that he, you know, was like, that, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? And if the mayor's criticizing it, you know those charges aren't sticking. There's no way the DA is going to go against the mayor. Be like, ah, oh, fuck you. I don't care. Yeah. Maybe he won't be DA for very long. Alba confronted by reporters outside his home, said he's feeling so-so, believes justice. So I basically just read the entire Thing, the summation of the whole thing. So that's him. Way to go. And this is like the video of it. And that's the guy who's now dead. God, what? I mean, just, just try to run a bodega. That can't be an easy life. Hey, long hours, small margins, just so much work, inventory, taxes. What do you hassle on the guy for? Just pay the for the fucking chips. I mean, what are you doing? Yeah, you got the uh, Blue Moon Deli. I wonder what neighborhood that is in. I used to work uh, in. Uh, I used to work in. Uh, work and live in New York City for a time. It is on. Holy shit! No fucking way, bro. That is around the corner from my friend's house. Bro, I guarantee my friend has been there. That's nuts. He lives on 95th and 1st. Holy fuck. That's four blocks away. And in Manhattan, that's nothing. Oh, my God. Yeah, because there's that place, Marion Square Pub. We used to go there and watch football. Bro, I wonder if I've been there. That's crazy. Holy shit. Wow, I didn't even think to look until right now. That's nuts, man. I mean, bodegas are bodegas, so they're just kind of like all over. They look the same. It's not like, I mean, unless it's the one in your building or near you, you tend to just go to whichever one's nearby. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Because that's right on the border of Spanish Harlem. So that's like the Upper East Side, but like the Upper East Side. And it's right by Spanish Harlem, which gets a little dicey. A little bit more violence going on around there. I used to play basketball with these kids uh, right at the park there. And um, these high school kids fucking put a fucking hurting on me and my friend, bro. It was like they would fly. I was like, how does he jump like that? Is he is on springs. Like, bing. It was just like, wow. You're really athletic. I am not. <laughs> it was wild. Absolutely wild. Um, so that's good. That's good. Good that he got out. That's nuts. It's right by my friend's house. So that's so weird. I should ask him about that. Oh, he did. And he did get stabbed too. Oh, and the girlfriend was not charged. That's weird because she stabbed him. I understand. I believe over a bag of chips. Everything. It was only that Alba reached to the top shelf and put yeah, Okay. It was everything over a bag of chips. All of this could be avoided. All of it. 
It all could have been 100% avoided. No one had to do any of this if you just paid for the bag of chips like a functional member of society. My God. My God. And then he had to go to jail. Oh, yeah. Oh, this is the video. That's wild. And look, he just comes down. Look how threatening he is, man. That's scary, dude. Oh, my God. What the fuck, dude? Oh, yeah. And there's he is after the fight. Ah, what a badass. And that's that fat DA who uh, just loves putting criminals on the streets. Just loves it. DA Alvin Bragg, I am so glad I don't live in your city anymore. So that's that's good. Justice was served. Yay. Yay. Pretty nuts. That's right by my buddy's house, though. That's fucking crazy. That's crazy. I haven't been there in years. Spent a lot of time up there, though. A lot of time. I used to live near there as well. I think I lived at, like... Is it 98th and Central Park? Yep, that's where it was, 98th and Central Park, because it's right near Mount Sinai, which I lived across the street. Hey, here's a little bit of advice. Don't move across the street from a hospital. They tend to make a lot of noise, kind of all night long. Oh, my God, I didn't even consider that when I moved in there. I never even thought about that. The amount of sirens, and there's a lot of sirens in New York, but the amount of sirens I would hear. Oh, Boy, oh boy, was that unpleasant. Unfriggin' pleasant. I I learned I was able to sleep through, I got to be able to sleep through sirens. That's how loud, that's how constant it was. And that's how much your body just makes it work. I would just sleep through a siren right outside my window. The It was right there. I mean, on, like, the, my window was on the street, and that was where the hospital was. Oh, boy, that was a tiny-ass room, too. And it was, was it, I think it was, it. I, I, I'm trying to remember because it was been so long. I think it was, was it a triangle? I don't think it was a triangle, but it was so small and there was no storage in this place. None. I, had, I didn't have a closet. Had to learn how to stack things up, up the wall, you know, which made it feel even more claustrophobic. God, yeah, that was, I mean, it was cool living near Central Park. That was tight because I was right next to Central Park. So I could just walk to Central Park, which was sick. I mean, you know, that's like, it's a beautiful park. It's right there. Um, and then like all these cool museums are there. Like I'm a big fan of like the Met, which is like just across the park, a few blocks away. The Guggenheim is a few blocks from where I used to live. So that that was cool. Don't get me wrong. But like, God, yeah, no, that wasn't the best place I've ever lived in my life was not the best place I've ever lived. I do not miss New York. It's so stressful living there, man. It's just such a, every day, every moment is like competition and aggression and just so many fucking people everywhere on top of you, next to you. It just it's crowded subways. You're never free from it. Never free from it. So yeah, I don't miss New York. And it sounds way worse than it's ever been, man. It sounds violent and dangerous. I mean, it was like that when I was there, but not like this. People getting clubbed in the fucking head with pipes and shit and just getting murdered, thrown on railroad, uh, subway tracks. I don't miss New York. And it's gotten so insanely expensive. It was always expensive, but it's it's completely unobtainable at this point. Like, it's just it's just unobtainable. Like, it's you can't. I don't know. I don't know how people afford any of it. And it's uh, such a hassle to go. Fuck New York. Fuck New York. All right. Last story before I go. And this one I haven't read. 
but I just saw it in the Daily Mail as I was getting ready to uh, to uh, get this show off the ground there. So the reason I brought this up is because I am a food service worker. I am a bartender at a restaurant in uh, Austin, Texas, and I have been in the food service industry for quite a long time, most of my adult life, just a while. Uh, so that's why I bring this story up. Bill of Fights. Huge brawl erupts at restaurant on San Antonio's famed Riverwalk, which I have not been to, but I think I will be checking out. I'll be checking out something in San Antonio on Thursday. And just that'll be tomorrow. Tomorrow. Not really, because right now it's Tuesday night. But when you're reading this, viewing this, it'll be Wednesday, and that'll be tomorrow. That's how the internet works, folks. Um, began it. Okay, so famed Riverwalk. After a man began attacking staff because he was unhappy with the check, and the service. Now, I have not always given been given the best service. Say that again. I have not always given the best service, but no one has ever attacked me. That must have been one paltry lunch. <sighs> the fuck is going on, man? People just getting violent with each other. Just attacking each other, man. Uh, furniture was hurled during a huge brawl at a restaurant on San Antonio's Riverwalk after an angry customer took exception to what he claimed was a rip-off check and poor service. At least one, eight, one waiter was injured after being struck during Monday's fight at the Republic of Texas restaurant, which sits alongside the, same, the famed, famed waterfront Texas, oh my god, which sits along the city's famed waterfront Texas entertainment district. Got it out. Uh, the suspect began verbally abused the staff as well as the victim who was part of the staff. That was okay, oddly put. Uh, in a 20-second clip posted to Twitter, several restaurant goers joined in on the fight with a man in the white shirt picking up a closed tray table and repeatedly hitting a man in a black shirt. Well, who's who? Oh, boy. Oh, man. Look, everyone's just scattering like, oh, boy, maybe, maybe shouldn't just be hanging around here now. Just getting into it. Oh, is that the guy? Is the guy with the black shirt the one who attacked him? He's just going. Look at that guy. Look, he's ready to go. He's been waiting for this day, dude. He's been working out. He's like, it's my time. It's my fucking time. Been hitting the bag. Yeah, look, he's got a nice wide stance. He knows what he's doing. He's like protecting his body, making angles. Oh, that's fucking nuts, huh? And then is this the video? There's a video too? Because I know there's one that was close up. I saw. I guess that's just a picture. Yeah, just images. Where was the? There was one video that was closer up, though. I want to see that. <laughs> Look at these people looking out. They all got their phones out. Oh my god, they're fighting! Why are you fighting? Have some nachos. Have some brisket. It's Texas, after all. It's delicious. I think barbecue's overrated, by the way, guys. I think Texas barbecue is overrated. Not just Texas barbecue. Just kind of barbecue in general. I mean, I I enjoy it. Don't get me wrong. I don't know what the big fucking deal is. Just like, okay. I mean, I like it. It's good. It's good. I just don't know why. I saw, I saw a video that was closer, though. There we go. Okay. They all like get out of here. Bro. Oh! So wait, who's who? Oh wait, so the the guy in the white looked like staff, because that looked like a, an apron. Is that, yeah, that looks like an apron. Okay, I'm trying to, I'm trying to dissect this video. I think. It looks like a clear apron. Bro, that's nuts. That would be a rough day at work. That would be a rough day at work, dude. 
Uh, I don't know what this is. This is not. Wild Brawl breaks out a Disney World Magic Kingdom boat. Bro, everyone's just fighting. Bro, we are angry at each other right now, man. People are wound up. You know, I, I was watching this clip from Rogan, and it said something that, like, when people are isolated, uh this hormone or something ticks up in our in our body that increases loneliness but also increases aggression i wonder if like all the isolation from the pandemic is just kind of making people more aggressive with each other i don't know but bro look at look at all of these look at look at all these videos wild party breaks out disney brawl between women complete chaos brawl pancakes i hop brawl i watch those this one. Concourse. Oh, oh, shit. Oh, there's a kid there. There's kids there. What the hell's going on? Oh, my God, dude. Police and riot officers. What the fuck is wrong with people? There's children present, man. What are you doing? Getting violent? Oh boy, sorry those stories were so like, ugh, just like upsetting. Those were not, I don't know. I try, I try, I try to make, <laughs> I try, fuck. <laughs> uh, uh, try to make this podcast more entertaining. I tried to pull, I tried to summon Wendell. He wouldn't, he wouldn't show up. Um, you're all welcome. Um, try to make this podcast entertaining and uplifting and fun. That wasn't uplifting or fun. That was just like, we're all ripping each other's heads off and we hate each other and COVID's back. COVID's back, apparently. People at my work have been getting COVID. I guess it's, like, coming back around. I can't take another another round of this shit. I can't. No more COVID for me. I just, even if it comes back, I, I don't know. I don't care. It's not real. It's not real. It's made up by the government to get rid of Trump. Ah! I don't know if that's true, but it's as likely as anything. So I don't know. Trying to, I'll try to try to be more uplifting. Lots of good jokes. Got some funny jokes for you. You know, uh, we got some uplifting stuff. Uh, did you hear the one about the cat who was he was coming home from? No, he he was go, the cat was going to work and then he, he saw he saw a fish. He saw a fish. I'm sorry, I don't remember. Next next week, though, I'll, I'll have a good joke. I'll have a good cat joke. I like a good cat joke. They're fun, you know? They look at Luke, it makes me smile. Uh, so make sure you're very entertained next week, okay? Um, I'll try to bring back some... I'll try to bring more fun stuff. And if I do talk about depressing stories, well, I'll try to make them entertaining. I don't want you walking away from this podcast any less happy than you were. More happy is the goal. Less happy, absolutely not. No, no, no. Although I know there are people out there that would say any moment with Wendell makes them less happy, but... I know you don't mean it. I know you love me. Ah. All right, folks. Thank you so much for watching this episode of the MF Podcast. You know what you can do for me? You know what you can do for me? You can press like. You can subscribe. Those things would be huge. 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 Big things. Big things that I would love for you to do. However... What I would really love for you to do is for you to write a review of this podcast on some podcast platform, whether it be Google, iTunes, Spotify, something. Let's get some traction. Let's get some people on the MF or podcast. What do you say, guys? Let's get these numbers up. 
Get these numbers up. Let the world look. If, if nothing else, more eyes on Luke. More eyes on Luke and who doesn't, you know, it'll, it'll brighten people's day. It'll make them feel good. Let them know. Tell the world. And tell your friends about this show. Anyone you think it might be interested, I know this wacko on the internet who rants by himself with his cat. It's actually quite entertaining. I hope that's what you'll say. And I hope that's what you believe. And if you can't do any of that, that's still okay. I appreciate you watching, but I can't grow that organically if I can't get some assistance. So if you like the show, tell someone, write a review. Please, please, please let people know. Please. I appreciate you guys watching. You guys are great. Um, all you wonderful MFers, I appreciate you guys watching and uh, have a great day. Uh, you can next catch me on the MFR Cocktail Lounge, 8 p.m. this Friday. I will not be gaming with Imperatus this week because I will be in San Antonio, which sucks because I'm actually having a lot of fun doing that, um, but not this week. So have a good one, and I'll see you all in the next episode. Two to freaking Lou.